Cape Crusaders and welcome to another edition of Batman, the animated series podcast. I'm your host, Alex Robson, and with me as always is my co-host, my brother, comic book writer and artist, and the guy who will draw you a bath, it's Mr. Will Robson. <laughs> Say hello, Will. Hello, everybody. Very good, very good. Good joke that has to do with the show. I like that. Very Thank good. You. That's what I was typing before the episode. Were you like, you type in your life story? And oh, I was well, like, you took fucking 36 minutes to get going? Yeah. Oh, don't you mm. even start with me. Don't you even start with me. You were the time. He was half an hour late and I didn't care, but now he's rubbing it in my face and making it seem like it was a big deal. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. You should be. All right. Well, um, you're going to draw us a bath. So how's the art life? I'm going to be live streaming some art. Yeah. When are you doing that? Um, I get what is this podcast coming out on Wednesday? It is. Yes. And I'll be doing it today, baby. Oh, shit. So as this comes out, Wednesday, January 18th. Yep. I am streaming January 18th, Wednesday at 7 p.m. British Standard Time or 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. For America. On your lunch break, watch me rub my titties and draw some shit. What about West Coast? You know, you're not going to include them. They can figure it out if they got East Coast. <laughs> it's three hours behind, so it's eight hours difference for us, so whatever that is. Eleven? Pour your morning coffee and yeah. watch me draw. Sounds good. Yeah, uh, it's on Twitch, yeah? It's going to be on my first ever Twitch stream. I usually do YouTube, but um, Twitch just seems to be the better option nowadays. And there's so many like fun things you can do with it. Like I, I've been customizing all like the, once I get a new follow, it's going to play like a little zombie gif and like play a little sound and all this fun stuff that I really like. Cause I'm a sucker for like customization. But the point of the stream is, is that I'm going to be drawing the cover for my new comic book outbreaks, which is a zombie anthology comic, much in the vein of, Oh dear, I've lost the plot. Oh no, I lost my pitch in the mid sentence. Oh no. It's right, much in the vein of black mirror. Much in the vein. All right. Okay, start again. You can leave all this in, though. It's fine. Okay. Um, I've got a new book coming out <laughs> called Outbreaks, which I'm launching March 1st on Kickstarter, and it's a zombie ongoing anthology book, and it's very much in the vein of Black Mirror meets The Walking Dead. And in that sense, I mean there's multiple little tales that are all different but vaguely similar, much like Black Mirror, and they're all to do with zombies. But it's not just your bog-standard zombie stories. It's all over the place with injecting different genres and styles in there. So I'm really looking forward to doing it. So I'll be drawing um, one of my covers for it on Wednesday. And I'm gonna, I think I'm going to start trying to do potentially a weekly art live stream. Okay. I'm going to try and do it every Wednesday. We'll see. But yeah, my book launches on March 1st on Kickstarter. You can go to my website, speechcomics.com. And if you sign up to my newsletter today, you will be immediately sent to a preview package of the first issue where you can read the first five pages of the book for free. Ooh. And what is that first book, buddy? It is Outbreaks issue number one. And you're going to see Rotten Luck part one of three. And that is about two guys locked in the drunk tank at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. And they got to figure out how to get out of there. Otherwise, them zombies are going to kill them or they're going to starve to death. There you go. That sounds good. It's in, what did you say last time? It's like the great escape meets Shaun of the Dead. That's right. I really wasn't prepared to do pictures this morning, apparently. But there we go. It was good. No, no, you're doing fine. Uh, I think um, with all of that comic book stuff coming up, 
um twitch is a great place for you to be able to showcase that um as you said uh, gain some new subscribers some new followers people that may not have heard of you might come across you on twitch so for those that are listening right now and on twitch where can they find you on twitch twitch.tv slash robson inc and i messed up a monday by sending everybody like a spanish version of like my link <laughs> i but, saw people in the comments being like yeah they fixed it for me yeah, people yeah. in the comments which is very kind but yeah i'll say it again thank you everyone uh after we posted our last podcast and i said sign up for the newsletter i got a ton of people that signed up for the newsletter so thank you very much listeners oh, i really appreciate awesome. that if you signed up last week check your email it might be in your spam folder it should be in your regular um i have sent you the preview package for issue one so it actually wasn't up. it wasn't the listeners it was just me pretending to be a bunch of different people to make it feel good <laughs> well, with a bunch of different emails yeah so i'm about to get like issue one a thousand times <laughs> right but yeah but now if you're someone that's like well i haven't signed up yet how do i get it you just go to the website uh, at speechcomics.com you enter your email into the newsletter sign up and you'll be immediately brought to a website where you can download or read on the website the first five pages so i'm really happy about that it's fully colored fully penciled fully inked everything it's you get to see all of what the final product is going to be uh which we will hopefully get funded i guess at the end of march because it's a like a month-long campaign you right? can extend it, it much if you want. you can extend it but yeah i've never done any of this this is all new I'm new twitch new kickstarter i'm trying you know i'm trying to to get some stuff that i love which is this passion project of mine which has been I've been creating for over a decade. I'm finally pulling the trigger and getting it done, brother. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to seeing that. And if it starts to take off and starts to get funded, then we have some stories that we co-wrote together that are part of mm-hmm. this this series that we'll be able to start rolling out and start fundraising on, which would be amazing. Yeah. Um, can I tease a few of those stories? Go ahead. Yes. Yeah. So my brother um, is involved in this as well. He's been coming up with concepts and I've been helping sort of, I guess, I guess I'm your editor, really. Yeah, you're my editor, but also, yeah, co-writer on some things, but mainly editor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the first one is Dog of the Dead, which is all about simply a dog that's trying to survive the zombie apocalypse and brave it to get back to his owner, which is a little boy named Jimmy, um, who's lost in the wilderness. They get separated during the outbreak. And he's trying to get back to his best friend because that's what a good dog would do. Well, so, the best the best part is you hear his inner thoughts. So it's very much Homeward Bound meets Dawn of the Dead, which yeah. is like the best pitch package I've ever heard. If I was an editor, I would buy that immediately. That's why when you pitched it to me, I was like, yes, the moment I can actually make that story, I will make it. Yeah, and I've re- I've reread it, and there's lots of things I want to go back, and I want to I want you to reread it as well, and like we'll tweak things when it comes time to launching it because yeah, it's oh, it's got it's got good bones, but it needs fleshing out, <laughs> fleshing out zombies. Yeah, that's another story that's going to be coming. Uh, yeah, and uh, the other one is Dead to Rights, which is about a guy on trial for the murder of someone, which he claims was the first zombie. So he not only stopped an outbreak from happening, but he's on trial. And the whole, I guess the whole hook here is, can he be tried for murder for someone that's already dead? It's the same. It's basically like, what's that? Miracle on 34th Street? Yes. Like they have to prove that this guy's Santa Claus. This is the same thing. They have to prove that this guy was once a zombie. Like, how do you, how do you prove that? How do you prove that someone was undead if they're already dead? And look, and, and I just hope it gets funded. Um, 
and I can continue to do it. But that's not to say that one day I can't bring a fully finished product to someone like Image Comics and have it printed via them. Um, that would only increase the value of the the books that I initially printed because these print runs, you know, they're going to be like a thousand to two thousand copies. They're not going to be a huge print run. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. If it fails, you know what? I'm going to be pretty sad. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> because I've put you know over a decade of work into it, and if I fail to get the Kickstarter launch, I'll probably just you know one day fund it myself and just make it for myself really because I'm the biggest fan of this fucking book. Yeah, no, I, I'm a big fan as well, so I'm right there with you. Uh, and then speaking of uh, comic book companies, there's always a side of the art life with what's going on. You have a new professional gig coming up soon with DC. I do, and the titular characters in the episode we're watching today. That's all oh, I'll say. Oh, I love it. Nice. Yes, so you have a new book that you'll be starting in February for DC for a particular... It's only. It's nothing major. I'm only doing two backup stories. Um, so it's not like I'm going to be the main artist on this book, but it's my first time drawing this character. It's probably my favorite character of all time, and I'm really looking forward to it. It's, <laughs> it's obviously Captain Clown. It's Captain Clown. <laughs> We brought him back from the dead. That would be. Do you know what? I I would love to see we Captain Clown come back. Killed Captain Clown. <laughs> uh, all right, you ready to do a caped capers? Yes. All right, let's do it. Showtime. The Joker's escape from Arkham Asylum, Robin. All work and no play, you know. It's gonna be one of those nights. I don't have time for jokes. Hey, no problemo, Batman. Quiet. Come on, let's do a pizza run. You don't touch anything, say anything, or do anything unless I tell you. Got it? Relax. You've had a busy day. Okay, so this week's Caped Capers has been written in by listener Harry Bulldock. B-A-L-D-O-C-K. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Um, B-O-L-D-O-C-K. Bulldock? Yeah. Yeah, B A L D O C K, Bulldog. Baldock. 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 It does sound like a Lord of the Rings name. Um, <laughs> that's great. Okay, so Harry has said for this scenario simply, Batman and Robin are invited to a village festival to be the best cake judges. <laughs> cake ju- judges. Cake. Cake. Oh, cake. In, okay, yes. okay, okay. So, you know, there's a big village fair. There's got, like, you know, throw the hoop, hoops on the ring, and they've got, like... Ah, the classic game, throw the hoops, hoops on, on the, the ring. ring. I forgot what it was called. Do you know what that's called? Nope. Yeah, I have no idea. Hoop ring. So, they're invi- so, first of all, I would just love to start with Alfred bringing them the invite, right? So, just, um, excuse me, sir... Uh, there seems to be something in the post for you. It's a certain particular gentleman in Scotland who's invited you to a village fair to judge their cakes. <laughs> I didn't know how to say that's that. In, that's incredibly specific, Alfred. Jeez, Batman, open it. <laughs> um, why don't you go ahead, Robin? You, Batman, I like cake. I like cake. Give me, let me, let me have a look, Batman. Okay, I'm going to open it. You are a farmer. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> It's too funny to me. You are formally invited, Batman and Robin. And Robin, really? Yeah, geez, Batman, I'm coming. And it's going to be a cake contest. Oh, Batman, I love the Great British Bake Off. That's my favorite show. Are we going to be like the judges? Can can I be Prue and you be Paul? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. 
Let's just get let's we're in the plane, we go to Scotland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we're the, we're at the fair. We're not gonna we're not gonna have that whole journey. It's just Oh look, be... Robert, it's throw the ring on the, <laughs> the stick game. You'll love that, don't you? Oh geez, Batman, it's my favorite game. <laughs> God, you're annoying. Sometimes Batman, when I'm alone, I throw I throw the ring on my own stick, if you know what I'm saying, Batman. Well, you might have to talk to Alfred about that one. <laughs> Okay, Batman. Let him be your father figure, you know? I'm just around. I'm like a cool uncle. We <laughs> hang out. We fight crime. But, you know, don't look up to me or anything. Then suddenly a guy comes up and he's just like, Batman, it's great you're here. <laughs> oh, yes. Please keep doing a Scottish accent. You're not... Like, look, I love you, but your accent game is always weak. It's always weak. To a, to a hilarious level of weakness. So... You have to be the Scottish guy from now on. Oh, it's great that you're here. I have something is, to tell Is great the only thing you can see? <laughs> I have something to tell you. There's been yeah. a there's been a disaster. There's been a oh. problem with the cake contest. One of the cakes is missing. Well, um, first of all, this guy is definitely Scottish, because that's a pretty good accent, actually. <laughs> that's not bad, but that's a pretty good Scottish accent. Did you get into it with greet? Did that put you yes, in it? I guess yes. so. Thanks, Batman. All right. So, so we need the greatest detective in the world to help us solve this mystery. I think I saw you in Braveheart now. <laughs> uh, oh, I, Sorry, I, 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 I have to apologize. Scott, random Scottish guy, but I was not listening to anything you said. <laughs> I was just paying attention to your accent because I am studying it. Batman, I speak Scottish. Okay, Batman. Okay. They, there's a cake that's missing, Batman, and you're the greatest detective in the world, Batman, so we're going to need your skills to help solve this, this mystery. Cake. And it's missing, huh? Yeah, Batman, so you got to help. You got to help. What type from... of cake? He's gone, Batman. I don't know. <laughs> this is the Scottish <laughs> It was the winning cake, Batman. I guess they judged it without us because the winning cake is missing. Did they eat it? Is that, the, is that what happened? <laughs> I know I'm the world's greatest detective, but is this an open and shut case? There's like a there's like a freak show. It's just like the world's biggest man. You're like, he did it. Yeah. <laughs> is that uh, big fat guy over there? Now, Batman, I think I think someone's stolen it. One of our greatest adversaries. I oh think, yeah, you got a hunch. I think. You're going to have to do this accent, Batman. I think it was the Penguin. The Penguin, huh? Yeah, the Penguin's because he's British, Batman, so he's over here. What you is know the what? Penguin's accent? Well, you're going to have to come up with it. Go for it. I want to hear, let's hear your Penguin off now, the Now, how cup. does he speak in the animated series? I haven't heard him in a while, but he's like, um, uh, the cake covers of the Batman. <laughs> it's a bit, I don't know what that is. <laughs> what is that? Beatles or something. Yeah, he's from Liverpool. <laughs> Can our hey, how's it going, Batman? It's me, the Penguin. <laughs> I love it. Okay, our Penguin's from Liverpool. That is yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's going to be great. Can yeah. you do, like, you know how... Um... Someone's stolen the big old cake. Guess who it is, Batman? <laughs> I bet you'll never guess who stole the bloody cake. Jimmy, the cake, it's, it's the Penguin. Oh, that's my Scottish gun. <laughs> it's gone. It's totally gone. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I can't. I can't do it anymore. It's That's gone. right, Batman. It's me, the Penguin. I've driven all the way up from Liverpool to steal this bloody cane. <laughs> the only way I'm doing this accent, you can't see, but I'm wiggling my head around you like Paul you... McCartney did back in 1965, before he took heavy drugs. <laughs> what, the drugs to stop him from fucking shaking? Yeah, they really calmed the shakes down. <laughs> 
Um, you see my hands, Batman? They're really fucked up. Can you do a quack? Like, you know how, like, Danny Kavir... No, <laughs> you know, like, quack, 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 like that. What was whip, it? whip, whip, whip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It I figured like... it out, Robin. It's the penguin who did it. <laughs> He's taking the cake. Look at all the smush around his face. Hang on. Let me deduct it. It was some sort of cheesecake. Mm. <laughs> That's not a very good cake, Robin. I don't know why that one was the winning cake. I don't think they got very good cakes here in Scotland, Robin. <laughs> like back in Gotham, you know what I'm saying? Bye, Batman. I'm leaving. Where are you going? <laughs> why are you leaving? I'm bored, Batman. <laughs> With the penguins here. Yeah, I know, Batman. You solved it. I'm bored. I'm going over here now. I'm going to go Robin, check out. I'm going to kick your bloody ass, mate. Because <laughs> it's me, the bloody penguin. I don't know what you're saying, Mr. Penguin, but you're real cute with your big nose and your little flippers. Well, thank you very much. Let me play you a little song. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Robin, when I saw you, I knew you liked my cake. Oh, Robin, there's the Batman. Being with him is a mistake. Why don't you join my band? Why don't you join my band, Robin? (laughs) He's got like a bunch of goons. Look, we're both birds, baby. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they are both birds. You join me. You said you love cake. Come with me and you'll eat some bloody cake. (laughs) Bye, man. man. (laughs) They just like hold hands and skip off. Well, this ended great for me. I mean, (laughs) got rid of Robin. Ate a bit of cake. <laughs> oh, hello, Scottish guy again. Why don't you tell me a sentence or two? <laughs> a sentence or two? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. Is that enough? <laughs> Those are two sentences, yes. Great. <laughs> you know what, bud? Your Scottish is not bad at all. Oh, clacker. <laughs> Why don't you try and do a Paul McCartney <laughs> no. 1965 accent? I'm not can. going near that. But I would love What about it. Ella? Uh, hang on, who's another villain? Oh, it's my... The Riddler. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's me, the Riddler. Oh my god, it's the Riddler. That's right. We're in a band together. Yes, we are. And Robin's in the band now as well. Yeah, I play the bass. <laughs> no, I play the bass, you fucking idiot. Oh. Yes, I, I play the lead rhythm guitar. So, uh, why was he Scottish there? <laughs> because I'm, I've been here for so long, the accent's wearing off of me. <laughs> I play the drums, everybody. I play the drums, Penguin. Yeah, Penguin. Yeah, I play that's the drums. Fine. Yeah, just snap, snap, He's snap, an absolute snap. star at those drums. Oh. Robin. Well, I nearly said Ringo, but. <laughs> Robin, Ringo, not bad. Uh, <laughs> it'll be this bad, bad. Who should be the George Harrison of the group? <laughs> Can you do it, George? George is a bit like John, but it's a bit. No, no, he's a bit chiller, isn't he? He's, oh, I'm a bit like a sleepy John. I've been up all night. <laughs> That's really he's, good, man. He's been up all night studying. <laughs> yeah, been studying new new riffs on me guitar. So who's... Well, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, hang on, so who's, who is uh, okay. George? Who's George? Um, who's a sleepier character in the DC villain Ooh, universe? Sleepy. You could do like Bane. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm Bane. I've been lifting loads of things in the corner, and it's really put me to sleep. Well, rid of me this, Bane. That sounds just a bit like me, to be fair. It does, it's the same person. It's hard to switch between Harrison and John. Yeah. Paul's bloody easy, you just shake your fucking head around. <laughs> 
lollipop penguin. I mean, I'm the penguin. I'm the penguin. I think right now, with this whole scenario, I'm going to get emails, and they're all going to be penguin and Riddler scenarios from now on. <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to be like, we want more. We want more Ringo. Well, you're going to have to pick up a... <clears throat> try, try... Okay, we're going to go. Ready? Do a Paul McCartney. Go. I'm Paul McCartney. Yeah, shake your head as you do it. I'm Paul McCartney. Oh, See? it works! <laughs> <laughs> it works! It's not bad. Yeah, it's a pretty good pool. Yeah. It's, not, it's not bad. Yeah. I do a bit of jumping up and down, and it kind of works, and it's a bit Scottish. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's cool, man. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, he's, that's cool, man. That's cool, uh, man. Yeah, dig. I mean, Alf... Do a job. Uh, no, I don't think... No, I can't do a job. You've got, no, you got to speak through the back of your nose can you do it john no can't that's, really do that's it. pretty close but you're worth doing a scottish accent yeah I can't, I can't do it man i'm not gonna attempt it's just gonna be like well that's cool man can you that's... do it it's gonna be like can you do it john <laughs> <laughs> that's oh the best God. i can do uh all right well that's batman and robin judge cakes with some surprise guests <laughs> penguin and the riddler <laughs> from the Liverpool's. The battles! Oh, that's genius. I love it. All right. Let's do some socials. You okay. shake your head when you do it. Do some socials. <laughs> Better. Yes, thanks. <laughs> I can't believe you cracked the code on Paul McCartney impressions. <laughs> I'm just shaking your head. Shake your fucking head and do a northern accent. So if you enjoy this podcast, please be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a written review on whatever platform you're listening to us on right now as it helps us back grapple up the charts and attract both new listeners and guests also go follow us on social media at batman tas pod everywhere but twitter which is batman tas pod one and that's because why we are the number one batman the animated series podcast you goddamn right and on our socials or in the downstairs of this description of this episode of this description the, of this episode downstairs yeah they that's... sounds a bit rude People have been saying that now. Instead of down down below in the description, they say downstairs. Uh, so on our socials or in the downstairs of the description of this episode, you'll find our Linktree account, which includes a tip jar where you can gift us any amount of money that you can afford if you so wish. Podcasts cost money and become even harder to monetize these days. And as we aren't rich billionaire playboy philanthropists, any amount you can afford to give us isn't necessary, but greatly appreciated. We're fucking broke. Give us money. <laughs> I can't afford the heating in my home. <laughs> Riddle me this. How much is my it's... bill? Bill going to be this week. <laughs> That's putting me to sleep. <laughs> I'm so poor. And finally, you can follow me everywhere at Chef Alex Robson. And you can follow Will on his... <laughs> This is so fucking stupid. I know. Oh, oh God. And you can follow Will on his socials to stay up to date what he's working on now and get a glimpse into the white day of a comic book artist and writer. Will, where can our listeners find you? Anywhere at Robson INK on the internet and on Twitch, which I'll be streaming today. That's right. Okay, so we usually do a bit of news and then we go into our episode review, but there's not a lot of news going on today. I know a listener of ours uh, named by Riley Clark suggested what we used to do in the spider-man the animated oh, series yeah. podcast is something that we can bring over into the batman the animated series and that was in spider-man the animated series every time we came across a new character we would cast him in our own fan cast of a live action spider-man the animated series universe and why don't we do it for batman he asked and i said 
because it's too much work. And then I thought about it and I was like, actually, you know what? No, you we, said that to me and I was like, no, 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 I would like to do that. Yeah, I kind of answered for you. I was just kind of like, it's going to be too much work for us. And then you were like, I would do that. And I'm, yeah, I'm on board. So thank you, Riley. And, we're going to do it right you, now. And you know what? Thank you, Riley, because I put together my list yesterday and I thoroughly enjoyed doing it. Yeah, me too. I so did I, it just before supper, as, as it was... <laughs> The oven was about to be done with my pizza. Who cares? Why are you telling us this? <laughs> I don't know. Irrelevant. Okay. So, so there I was. No. It's to go. No. Before pizza was being served. I just poured myself a glass of red wine. And I thought, oh. hmm, better not start a show. as There's only 10 minutes to go before I eat. What can I do to fill my time? And then I remembered. Do you think I Alfred? Do my casting. Do you think well, Alfred does this? Where he's just like, I put the pizza in the oven. And then I thought, why don't I have a bit of fun? Um, okay. There I was in Wayne Manor. So what we're going to do is every time we watch an episode and we come across a new character, we're going to cast them in our Batman the Animated Series live action universe if we were doing it today. So not like, hey, what about Clint Eastwood? You'd have to be alive. Night? Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay, so since we've missed uh, a few characters in previous episodes, I've chucked a few in here. We've left out... Harvey Bullock and Gordon will get to them in another episode, probably an episode which features them more heavily, even though we have seen them. We've seen Harvey Dent very briefly, but we'll cast these characters when those kind of penultimate episodes happen for them, I think. So right now we're going to cast Batman, Robin, Alfred, the Man Bat, or Kirk Langstrom in this case, because the Man Bats would just end up being some CG mm. monster, uh, Scarecrow, and the Joker. So let's go down the list. And are we going to do a jingle? I don't have a jingle. No, I don't have a jingle for. We should. I should have a casting jingle, shouldn't I? You should like cast that bat shadow. No, that didn't work. <laughs> just a cast good that bat. How do you like it? How do you like it? <laughs> cast that bat. How do you like it? All right, that's cool. Okay, so. Batman, would you like to go first with your casting choice? <clears throat> okay. Now, I will, I'm interested to see what you think, but I, I want to convince you on my casting choice for Batman. I've gone with a very obvious choice. You've gone with an obvious choice? Yes. I have, I have not. So why don't you go first, then, if you have an obvious choice? Okay. I think his face, his demeanor as both Bruce Wayne and as Batman would be perfect. You've got Conroy's very upbeat, happy, like casual playboy like well thanks i'll see you at the next fundraiser as you said recently mm -hmm. and then you've got his like but i can also be serious and i can be batman and i can have a very foreign brow and i can be the dark detective uh and that person i thought that ticked all those boxes and even looks like the animated series version is john ham he's too old i don't do you think he's, he's in his 50s oh shit i Is guess he not like 50 years old yeah, well, 50s. Batman like... needs to be in his late 30s at the least. Oh, I've always thought he was in his 40s. Yeah, well, that said at the least. Yeah. Um, Look, buddy, John Hamm's Batman is one of my favorite casting choices of time. You know, can't we this. just, uh, like, I love he's it. gonna, I, I think, but he's so old now. I think he still looks really good. I think he could do it. He was 40. They, they have his 40th birthday party in Mad Men, like, season three. And that show started in 2006. So in 2009, he was 40. So yeah, right. he's got to be old. Why don't we look up how old is John Hamm? Let's see. Oh, man, I feel like I've already failed. He's grey as well, isn't he? Yeah, but I thought add some you know, black hair dye and he'll go to town. Black dye. 
Like that. 51 years old. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's a little... That means if you're starting a Batman universe franchise with him... Yeah, it'd be like starting James 70 Bond... by the end of it. It'd be like starting James Bond with Daniel Craig now. Like, that's Again, just not going to happen. It's a great choice. We all would love to see him as Batman, just as like we'd all like to see Will and Defoe as the Joker. That's just the two part well, yeah, choices. Yeah, I didn't well, choose Defoe. I wanted oh. to choose Defoe, but I thought he was too old. Okay, well, I guess mine's vetoed then, so who you got? I chose someone who is who is in their 30s, who has a huge range, uh, and I, I've has really gotten onto my radar recently. Um, I think he looks like the Bruce Wayne in the sense that they have the same nose. He's got like the sort of darker, semi-beadier little eyes. And all he needs to do is pack on, you know, some muscle weight for this. But he's already packed on some weight recently for a role. Um, uh, my choice is Miles. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> no, not the fucking whale. My my choice is Miles Teller. Oh, you know from well, he played Mister Fantastic in that terrible Fantastic Four he movie. Did he's in Whiplash, which I watched recently and really enjoyed. But also, if you've seen that show, The Offer, which is about the making of the Godfather, he's beefed up a little bit in that movie mm. and turned a bit more into a M A N with a capital M, if you know what I'm saying. But is he more of a Punisher? No, look, he make a great Punisher as well, but. If you look at if you look at his nose and the way he's he's got a gravelly voice in the offer, he's always like great offer, but like we got the film, like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can see Batman, and I could also see him doing the like oh hey, how's it going? You know, I'm I'm selling stuff. I think if you pack on some muscle onto that dude, I think he'd make a pretty decent Batman. Okay, I and he's the perfect age for it. I think that's a pretty great choice. I also had as a backup Henry Cavill. I know he's been Superman. Henry Cavill was my backup as well. Okay, so we both have the same backup because I thought Cavill just looked like that Bruce Wayne. Like Bruce Tim drew him. You know what I mean? Now, Miles Teller, I don't think he looks like that Bruce Wayne as much as someone like Cavill does. But, but I, you haven't seen him with that haircut, you know? And, and if yeah. you pack muscle onto him, I guarantee you he will turn into that. And I can see Miles Teller in that brown suit with the yellow shirt and think of his uh, think of miles teller's eyes like they're just like bruce wayne's eyes from batman the they are series. yeah and bruce wayne has that uh nose as well which is the same as his yeah the, uh top arc, okay like i will nose. i will say because i feel like casting these characters people all everyone that's listening is all going to have their opinions and obviously we're not going to hit it perfectly where everyone's going to go yeah that's the perfect choice there may be people that think both of our choices are crap but this is our universe and i think can we put a you know how um if you ever find, think of someone better than that's yeah fine. i was going to say should we have a like placeholder a placeholder so all right let's do that let's have a a definite uh, no sorry a maybe on miles teller that's fine um, i knew it was going to be hard to convince but it's I, really tough to cast i back. really see it yeah, I can see it. It's a good. It was a good pitch. I can see it, and it's really tough to cast Batman in general, let alone the animated series version. So yeah, all right, that's cool. Miles Teller just as a maybe right now for Batman uh, placeholder. What about Robin Dick Grayson? I went. Uh, I wanted someone obviously young, uh, someone who could be cocky, but someone who's already playing a really good sidekick plus knows how to fight. You know him as Miguel in Cobra Kai. His name is Zolo Maraduena. Oh, he's very good choice, buddy. I, a... I could see him doing the quips. I can see him wearing that outfit. And I could see him being buddy-buddy with Miles Teller as well. 
That's a very good choice. My choice, now he's like, I think he's just turned 30, but he looks quite young. My choice is, you know him as Norman Bates from Bates Motel, is Freddie Highmore. (laughs) Who I think, seeing his role as Norman Bates, where he I'd say if you were casting a Monday 66 Batman, sure. Oh, I don't know, man. I can see him being this Robin, because this Robin has... A dark side to him, sure, just like he does as Norman Bates. Like, but he didn't the, have that cool voice, you know what I'm saying? Like, that Norman Bates is, like, to me, Dick Grayson's always been kind of cool. Right. Where that Norman Bates actor... Is he more like a Peter Parker than he is uh, Dick oh, Grayson? Yeah, he's absolutely more of a Peter Parker than that. He is, you're right. He's a little mini Tobey Maguire, absolutely. Okay, all right, I, and I dug your choice, and I like Cobra Kai, and you're right, he can fight. Think, think of him growing up into Nightwing as well, that's the thing. Can yeah. you see Norman Bates with a ponytail? No. Can no, you see I can see this guy Mike with a... Miguel with it? Absolutely. Yeah, it's more of a mullet than a ponytail, isn't it? It is a mullet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, what's the actor's name? His name is Zolo, X-O-L-O, Maridwenya. Okay, very good pronunciation, I think. Probably um, not. Well, I would sound, okay, it would sound like it, but I think I think that's a yes, bud. I think okay. that's a that's a yes from me. Um, I think that's a really good choice. I like that a lot. And for those who haven't seen Cobra Kai, um, just Google this guy and you'll see what we're talking about. Yeah, I think such Miguel Cobra Kai, you'll see. And I can see him in that Robin costume with like the green um, tights. If you know, like it's not see through tights like a lot of the other Robin incarnations, and that black cape with the yellow underneath and i can see him on that motorcycle and that that domino mm-hmm. mask yeah i think that, he's perfect casting for a robin yeah and i can also see him get really mad like the one of the episodes mm-hmm. i'm really looking forward to is robin's reckoning parts one and two where you find out about robin's origin in this show and robin goes dark in that where he's just like i'm gonna kill zuko and i can see him that that actor Zello being like, I'm gonna kill Zuko. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get him. Like, that's that's the guy who killed yeah, we, my parents. We've, we've seen him do that already. Johnny, yeah, back, back at uh, what's his name, Johnny's yeah. son. Johnny's son. Thank you. Yeah. Um, okay. Next choice. I think I I think we've got the same choice for this because I'm so excited. And if I we can't don't, wait because I think I have the perfect Alfred casting choice. I do ever, too. Ever made. I do too. I think that it's basically. Should we do a three, two, it's one? It's real live it? action Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. Like should, the. Should we should we do a three, two, one and say who it is? Yes. Ready? It's three, two, one, and then the the and then you yeah. say it. Okay. Three, two, one. Ben. John Cleese. No. Mine's Ben Kingsley. No. Yeah. John Cleese. John Cleese is in his eighties, if not approaching his 90s he's perfect he's too old if you're but you keep casting the dark knight returns john cleese Cleese dies in when he burns down the bat cave from a heart attack of sadness in the dark knight returns that's john cleese ben kingsley's Kingsley's, first of all he looks exactly like alfred you can put the little mustache on him. We already know he's got complete comedy chops because I think he's really funny in Iron Man 3, personally. But he's funny in, in a plethora of other stuff. He's pretty funny in The Sopranos, actually. You know he could be a super warm-hearted character. I mean, look at him as Gandhi, for Christ's sakes, or or his role in, um, what's it called? The uh, the Auschwitz movie. The oh, um, uh, uh, Schindler's List. Schindler's List, thank you. I just, I just think, like... And he looks like the way Greg Capullo draws fucking Alfred as well. 
I, I just think he's the perfect Alfred. I, I really do. John Cleese is too old, and that's so annoying because he is actually perfect for Alfred. John Cleese is a senior citizen collecting his but old Alf- age pension. Yeah, I guess Alfred is old, but he's not that old. Oh. Uh, how old do you think Alfred is then? In this I think film? Alfred is probably... Late 60s, think, early 70s? I'd say he's 60. No, I'd say he's older than that. Yeah, I think 65. Yeah, I think, yeah, okay, mid-60s. Okay, yeah, I guess so. Um, John Cleese, though, I thought looked just like the Alfred from this show if he was younger. And he has that, like, I'm a bit sassy, you know what I mean? Like, I'm oh, th- 100%. He's he a, could be serious. Yeah, but you're making amazing Cleese. casting choices, but you can't. This yeah, would be a one-off long. film where everyone's old. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I just wanted to see it, but you're right. It would have to continue on, and it wouldn't after, like, one film. Um, my backup choice was Richard E. Grant. Uh, Richard Lee Grant is uh, actor. He, you didn't see the new Loki series, did you? Um, I watched, yeah, I, I forced myself to watch it. Did you see? So the uh, the older version of Loki. He's a very famous British actor, but yeah, that's not a bad choice. He's um, he's been in loads of stuff. Um, he's I just been, see. I could just see Ben Kingsley being like, "I drew you a bath." Like I could just see it immediately. All right, Ben Kingsley is a pretty good choice. I think it's uh, an excellent choice, if not the best casting choice of all time. Uh, hey, I, um, I wouldn't go that far. Stephen Father figure, like that's absolutely bang. I can see him being like, "I'm proud of you," and yes, I'm that. proud of you, senior. And the silliness. Ben Kingsley's pretty a pretty silly man. Yeah, he can be silly, definitely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll say yes. Like him in the butler you. outfit, like handing, like I, you know what I can yeah, see Ben Kingsley yeah. do when Batman puts his cowl on for the first time. Ben Kingsley's afraid reaction to that yeah <gasps> when he's yeah. yeah yeah you're right okay you just sold me on that one all right bang Kingsley is a yes all right i'm nailing it <laughs> um okay now we got three villains to cast we're going to start with kirk langstrom the man probably Bat. beat me on all three of these i'm not super convinced on any of my choices okay who's your kirk we're not going to do man bat because as we no. said it's going to be cg but kirk langstrom I... I, I was like, it's not that huge of a role or importance, but I could see just Benedict Cumberbatch being right for this role. Now, I I had that originally, but I thought, you know what? I don't want to waste Cumberbatch on this role. Okay. Um, and also, I think he's just too hard sounding. Like, he would just sound like a villain, even just talking. Uh, he's just the it's in me batman and when i heard that i was like yes oh, that's that's smaug the dragon that's smaug but then i also and that's that was my original choice my choice i've changed and it's patrick wilson patrick wilson is done i've sold yeah and for those who don't know he's in all of the insidious movies as the dad uh the conjuring movies the he's, owl, owl man and watchman he's the owl man and watchman uh and i chose him mainly because i can totally see him being that yeah. doctor when when he Bruce looks, first meets he looks him. like him as well and he does he's, what, he's one of my favorite actors enough said but done okay um, of approval and i think just to, to finish it off he's got the soft side easy but also that dark side where like i was like can he do the it's in me Batman? yeah in one and, of the insidious movies he gets like possessed right yeah exactly and that's what i thought i was like he looks super evil and like There's, twisted in that he's also in another stephen king project where they get stuck in like a corn maze and he's like really evil in that as well Oh, okay. And then also he's the bad guy in Aquaman, for anyone that still doesn't know who we're talking about. He's uh, Ocean Master. So, yeah, I think he'd be a perfect man bat. So that's locked in at a maybe or in a yes? 100% yes. Okay, great. There's one for me. Uh, Scarecrow. I'm excited about this one. Um, Tough. This was tough. 
Would you like to go first? Or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. I I really struggled with this, and I because I was like, I need someone that you could see being you know slightly psychotic, um, intelligence. Ginger was really important to me. Yeah, me too. Um, but the thing is, is, I couldn't pinpoint his age in the animated series. He's got a lot of wrinkles, but I'm mm-hmm. like, is he an old man or is he just a heavy smoker or he's full of anxiety? I have no idea. Probably all of but them. I thought someone that could capture that, even though he's a bit younger for my choice, is uh, Dommel Gleason. Oh, okay. You know, as uh, that shitty Star Wars movies, he's the right hand guy. What's his name? Uh, I, the first order guy. I can't. First order, first, first order ginger guy who just yeah. turns coat. He's also been in uh, About Time, which is a wonderful film about a guy that can time travel with Bill Nye and uh, Rachel McAdams. It's a really good movie. Um, he's in American Made as a CIA agent. He's, yes, um, he's in that new show with Steve Carell where he plays a serial killer. Yes. Um, yeah. That was like the thing that made me turn towards him where I was like, I think that guy's got the chops uh, to do it. Because the thing is, is like, you got to choose someone that you could see being in that costume as well. Like, that's a hard thing. Well, you need someone that's scrawny. And he's scrawny and he's langly as well. So I just. Gangly, think, uh, not langly. Gangly, yeah. That's what yeah. I had to say. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I think that's a solid choice. I like my choice a bit more. My choice is also a serial killer or has played a serial killer. Uh, my choice has also got fantastic acting chops. I think he looks just like Jonathan Crane from the show, especially when his hair is longer and shaggier. And that choice is Evan Peters, who played Jeffrey Dahmer in the latest Jeffrey Dahmer show. Uh, he's been in he's tons. Though. Yeah, he is in uh, a lot of things. Yeah, he is. He's been in American Horror Story. He's been a redhead through most of that. I mean, obviously, he's got lots of wigs on. He's not going to play a well, redhead and everything. Was he a redhead in it? The first Amer- he's a redhead. The first American horror story. He's got no. He's red got, hair. He's got blonde hair like Kurt Cobain, doesn't he? No, he's a redhead. I'm pretty sure he's a redhead. I think he looks just like uh, Jonathan Crane. He does. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's red hair, bud. I really do. Look at that. He definitely does look more like Jonathan Crane. I, I don't know, but I really like Donald Gleeson in it as well. I'm, I'm sticking with. I think Evan Peters is a pretty damn good choice. I can see him. You can leave it up to the audience to choose between Donald Gleason and Evan Peters. Evan Peters, okay. I guarantee Evan Peters will win since people just they're like, I don't even know who the other fucking guy's name is. So, well, Donald Gleason's fairly popular. People know who he is. Um, But yeah, listeners, you decide. Let us know Evan Peters or Donald Gleason for the role of. Put a poll up on uh, Twitter. Yeah, I will. Um, Okay, bud. This is the big one. This one is really tough. This is the final casting choice. This will be for the Joker. Um, I, I feel, I feel confident, but also, I, I, I just don't know, and I'm really here's, intrigued. Here's, here's the thing we go to say: there's no one that can just be Mark Hamill's Joker. You have to chuck that out. No, but I want them to have a, a similar gravitas to them. Yeah? yeah, like I want them to be like I can be evil. And scare the shit out of you, and then also be flippant to make and playful and make a joke. Yeah. Yes, and like squish a whoopee cushion or something like mm. that and laugh. Um, okay, who did you choose? I chose someone who I think is never really in the conversation uh, as the ability to play the Joker, and and I think that's severely overlooked. Sure, we all want Willem Dafoe to be the Joker. Yeah. The dude is it would was born for it absolutely. Yeah. But this 
this Joker to me um, has it just has a certain vibe where this actor he can do this the silly and the the scary and the funny as well. My choice is David Tennant. Dude, that was my second choice. It's a very good choice. His, if you look at his face, he looks like the fucking Joker. Like you stick the makeup on him, boom, that's the Joker. Yeah, and I could see him just really losing himself in the role in a in a really good way because he can also for me the joker it's two it's two sides really funny uh and get, you know, like a whoopee cushion stuff but the other side is is he's, he's a great white shark and he's gonna fucking kill you like it's yeah. just the scariest man and you look at david tennant in jessica jones he's frightening in that he is perfect and then you, you look at him as doctor who when he's being a silly billy boy it like <laughs> you put you put those two together and that's you know that's reese's pieces baby that's peanut butter and chocolate oh yeah mm. <laughs> reese's pieces saying baby a lot recently i don't know why <laughs> okay I'm becoming part of my common vernacular so he was my second choice okay and you oh i don't you have actually sold me so much that I don't want to tell you my first choice. No, you have to. You have no, to. Because my first choice is now being assigned to another character that we're going to get to. Uh, bullshit. You have to tell me your second choice. Okay. Well, my st- okay. So my second choice was David Tennant, and the only reason I had him as second choice is because I saw a bunch of like fan casting uh, pictures of David Tennant as the Riddler, and I was like, mm, maybe he's more Riddler. But you just describing what he does, and he has that face. He has that like that long jaw, that pointy like chin. You know in Harry chin. Potter when he like reveals his face or yes. he like kills the person in the whatever the hall is and he looks around all like with the big smile and stuff. And his eyes are nuts. Yeah, it's the yeah, Joker. It's the Joker. So yeah, you're right. Um but my first choice then, who I tell you what, I won't tell you who I'm gonna cast him as later on. We're just yeah, gonna get fine. to it. My first choice was Michael Fassbender, which seems odd at first. But I think Michael Fassbender, first of all, he's got an incredibly large smile. Like his his grin and his eyes, the way he smiles, is a very Joker look. I think he'd one. be a good Joker, but not representing more from the animated series side. Um, I mean, I've, I was thinking about his role as Magneto, where he's like sitting in a cell and, you know, he's like... It basically looks like a scene out of Arkham, and he's quite a... But he's super serious in those movies. He's super serious in those movies, yeah. So I'm taking the serious side of that. But I've seen him more playful in other roles. Like and, But I've seen him... I've seen him be playful. I just can't remember from what. Okay? So I'm not trying to pitch I'm my... Convinced. <laughs> I, I'm convinced. I'm not trying to convince you because no, no, I've already okay. said David Tennant is is you know, is a far better choice and was my second choice as well. Yeah. Anyway, I've got Fastbender in mind for another character now, so okay. we're going to go with that one. All right, that ends our casting choice for now. Um, it won't be as long, obviously, when we're doing this because we're only going to have a few characters we need to cast. We had to play catch-up on the other episodes. So again, thank you, Riley Clark, for writing that in. Um, if you agree with us, if you disagree with us, if you have some choices that you think would be great, get in contact with us on Twitter at BatmanTASPod1. You can at us there, or you can find us on Instagram at BatmanTASPod, Facebook at at Batman TAS pod or Batman TAS pod at gmail.com. If you wanted to email us, let us know and let us know also who you think should be Scarecrow, Evan Peters or Donald Gleason. All right, but let's review this episode.
Okay, this episode is titled The Last Laugh. It came out October 24th, 1992. Directed by Kevin Altieri, written by Carl Swenson and Sean Catherine Derrick. Kevin Conroy stars as Batman Bruce Wayne, Bob Hastings as the driver and henchman. Efren Zimblis Jr. makes his premiere as Alfred in this show. Mark Hamill is the Joker, Marie Devon as Summer Gleason, Pat Fraley is the Jest, and Richard Mole as the Bat Computer. Okay, as always, bud, we're going to kick off with some fun facts. The original Tim Curry Joker recorded lines were just released for this episode and can be heard on YouTube or the first episode of this podcast. Mm -hmm. So go back and check that out. It's really weird. Remember just hearing some of those lines, Tim Curry saying them and then hearing Mark Hamill deliver them. And not only does Mark Hamill do a better job, which we all know anyway, but he had to match the animation and the speech pattern that Tim Curry had already recorded. And he still did a pretty damn good job, I think, all things considering. So I thought that was good. Director Kevin Altieri directed 22 episodes of Batman, the animated series. This was the first episode he directed, as well as the sequence director for Mask of the Phantasm. His other works include directing four episodes of Spectacular Spider-Man. Spectacular, spectacular Spider-Man. Four episodes of Stan Lee's Stripperella. Did you know there was an animated show called Stripperella that was Stan Lee's creation? And it is about a a stripper with superpowers. And it was an animated show that came out in the 90s. I could not believe it when I saw that. Yeah, I I have no words. (laughs) And finally, he directed 27 episodes of Transformers Rescue Bots. Writer Carl Swenson only wrote this one episode for the animated series, as well as one episode of Goo Troop and one episode of a cartoon called Bonkers. So only three works. Um, So he obviously wasn't much of a writer. Um, Oh, shade. (laughs) Well, he only did three things uh, unless he died, which was a side hustle. Maybe he was busy doing other stuff. I didn't see. Yeah, maybe he was. But um, this was his first job. So he wasn't much of a fucking writer. (laughs) Uh, This episode is the first episode featuring Efren Zimbalist Jr. as Alfred. Um, So nice to hear him. Me too. He would continue in the role until Alfred's final appearance in Starcrossed, which came out in 2004. So Efren Zimbalist Jr. is the longest running Alfred in history, just like Kevin Conroy is the longest serving Batman. How long did... um... Uh, is that true? I guess so because this. Yeah. Is, what's year? Year we in ninety two or something? Uh, yeah, ninety two. Uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, ninety two. Yeah. Okay. Then he is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Efren Zimblis Junior. Um, besides being the longest running Alfred in history, is also known as the voice of Doctor Octopus in Spider Man: The Animated Series, which Will and I also do a podcast on. So if you don't know, guys, go check yes. out Spider Man: The Animated Series podcast. We are on the final season of that show. We've had actors from the show, we've had writers from the show, all sorts of guests, all the sorts creator of creator of the show we've had on. We've had the creator of the show, all sorts of hijinks. Um, yeah, so go check that out right now. Available on any platforms that you listen to your podcasts on. Uh, and we will eventually have creators and actors from this show on this show as well. It just takes time. It does take time, absolutely. Um, even talking to some right now. That's right. It's finding the schedules. Um, also, he played Justin Hammer in Iron Man, the animated series, which is interesting. Oh, okay. um, and a number of other roles, including voice work in Gargoyles, Mighty Ducks. I am Iron Man. That was the theme tune to the um, the, the 90s cartoon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I just found out a little tidbit of information the other day that the 60s cartoon theme was reused in the first movie when Tony Stark is playing like um, at the casino tables. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dan, 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 dan. that's the theme tune of the oh. 60s Iron Man theme. I thought it was a pretty cool little uh, Easter egg there. So there was an Iron Man show in the 60s? There was, yeah. I didn't oh, know cool. that either. Um, what, cartoon or live action? Cartoon. Uh, and then finally, Efren Simlis Jr. Um, was on Biker Mice from Mars, Thunderbirds, and he even played a live-action Zorro, which was a TV show in the 90s. Didn't even know that. But he played and one, of my, one of my side dreams is, like, if my comic sells on Kickstarter and then, you know, I start snowballing it, I would love to start making licensed books. And I would love to do, like, licensed books of Biker Mice from Mars and Ooh. Street Sharks. Like, Fuck I wanna, yeah. I want to swoop up those childhood, like b-side properties even z-side you could say but i I would love to do that anyway sorry that's a side yeah i love that you said biker mice from mars and i was like oh man that'd be so much those toys were great they were great the little Uh, helmets that you stick shaped right over their heads and we used to use that motorcycle for all other games as well like that that chopper (laughs) that one of them had we used to use in tons of games we played with other action figures yeah Okay, uh, more fun facts. The producers learned a way around broadcast standards and practices in Batman's fight with Captain Clown. Bruce Timm is quoted as saying, We found out that we could beat the crap out of him because he's a robot. It was great. We had Batman pick up a pipe and bash him in the head, and there was no objection. Easy way. It was really, really effective. Um, the When Batman hits him and the face comes off, if you notice the background is just a matte painting of the robot. So it's far more detailed. Yes. Except for the flashing light on his eye. So you remove that clown cartoony skin. And then in the background, it's just a solid matte, like super detailed painting. Mm -hmm. And that really added to the impact. Like I found that scary as a kid, that robot. Did you? Yeah. Captain clown scared the shit out of me. Wow. I didn't know that. Mm. I, 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 yeah. And I mean, today I was like, still like, mm, that's pretty fucking scary. Because he doesn't say anything, right? And he's just like an indestructible beast. Batman, Batman, Batman like, this is the closest Batman's ever been to death constantly in this fucking <laughs> yeah. episode. It's insane. <laughs> it is. Um, first appearance of the Bat Boat in this show. What do you think of the design uh, of the Bat Boat? Beating my little wiener over here right now. <laughs> for the, the Dude, the I will bat-boat. be, I will, I will not only meet you there and say that it's, it's will such a great M-E-A-T there, bud? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Meet John, meet me there. Um, but I will say that I think that this bat boat is the coolest designed vehicle in this entire show. Whoa. I will, I will even now. say it's better than the Batmobile. <laughs> I think it looks awesome You're i think totally it not joking. only not only is it the coolest looking boat but it's clearly a bat boat as well and i just love the way it looks i like the lines it is not like, as cool as the batmobile in, in my opinion i'm just saying it, you I think, yeah, but I, your your opinion's wrong because no I know, I know you and in a year or so i'll be like hey remember when you said this you'd be like yeah that was a stupid thing to say no, I'm sticking. I think to you're it. swooped up right now. No, I'm... you're just like I love it. I love it. I love it. It's the best thing I've ever seen. It's better than anything I've seen before. <laughs> like a year later, you're like, I've calmed down now. The Batmobile is the absolute iconic look from this. Not better than the fucking Batboat. Like, I think the Batboat is is, is really saying. slick. I think it's the coolest no, looking vehicle. You think it's the coolest looking vehicle in this show? Yes, right. I do. Okay, that's on record. We are recording. Right. Okay. 
And um, I love how it can go underwater. I love how he can control it with his belt and it comes as beck and call. Traveling by water in that thing is just really cool anyway. I think it's awesome. I love it. So I'm sticking to that. Batmobile's very cool, but I don't think it's... I think that the new animated series Batmobile is actually better looking than the one that we have now. This podcast is cancelled. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, that's that's my opinions. I probably would change them in a year, but those are my opinions right now. You're a scoundrel. All right, continuing on. Bruce Tim stated he wasn't too fond of this episode, negatively comparing it to a Super Friends episode because Joker has no real motive for his actions. Later episodes would get around this by having Joker's motive often boil down to just plain old insanity. Um, yeah, and I think that's true. It's his motive yeah. is is very weird and not really and- clear. I used to, I remember saying to you before we watched this one, like, ah, I remember not really liking this one. So I went in with really low expectations, but I really enjoyed this episode this time. I did, I did too. And it's, I've got a lot of specific reasons. Yeah, me too. And I'm sure we'll get into it. And there's a lot of nostalgia related to it as well. But the one thing I will say about this, the Joker in this episode is it's like a combination of the comic, the original comic book Joker. This is like his version of poisoning the water supply. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like he does in the comics. And then it's got Batman 66 still because it's the Joker like hiding in a submarine and then being like, "Ooh, I'm going to go steal jewels and and all of that. You're missing a heavy injection of Batman 89. He's gassing all of Gotham. He's got news reporters reporting on it. It's super Batman 89. That's true. That's why I actually really liked it because like the fact that Bruce Tim said like, oh, he didn't have any motive. I'm like, well, do you actually know the fucking Joker? Because like that's... He doesn't need a motive to do these things. Like it's it's anarchy, it's chaos, right? Mm. Or it's just the, to play with Batman, and he plays with Batman so fucking he hard. Does. He this does. He does. Yeah. That's why I really liked it. I was like, oh, this to me is the and and even at this early stage, um, Kevin Conroy sounds like he's really fucked off at the Joker, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like you could see, like he's like, you are my arch nemesis, like big time. Like I hate you so much. Yeah. I th- I think this episode actually was fantastic. Uh, it was super, good. super 89 to me personally i felt it was more 66 leaning um than 89 but i see what you're saying with the 89 definitely i just felt like it just had a level it had a level of goofiness to it that and still felt 66 the when he says you killed captain clown it's the same to me as those were my balloons oh that's a very good comparison i like that he took my balloon and he even says you killed captain clown like it's the same exact scene okay that's a very good comparison i like that it's a good call um after dumping batman underwater joker turns to captain clown and says well captain this could be the start of a beautiful friendship which is a reference to casablanca apparently okay um i don't know why they put that in there but maybe i've never seen casablanca so i can't really comment yeah i've never seen it it's a great movie i know i heard about it one of the best movies i know there's movies that you both both you and i have not seen that everyone's seen i've never seen good will hunting and i need to see that so you do uh the armored car at the beginning of this episode bears the company logo dinks this company appears in several episodes where an armored car can be seen Dinks is a parody of the real-life Brinks armored car and security service, which is also famous for its home security systems. So they're just playing on a company that was famous in the 90s for the same thing. Right. Um, when Batman comes up from the Batcave to check on Alfred, he exits through an open bookcase. This entrance is used only one other occasion, when uh, Ron- Rhonda Duane discovers the cave in Heart of Steel Part 1. 
it is in the bookcase. In all other further appearances, the entrance is the grandfather clock that Alfred was smashing. So yeah, he even smashes it in this episode. Um, and I like the entrance being the grandfather clock so much more yeah. than the bookcase. I like seeing, you know, you pull on the clock, like the, what do you call that? The pendulum? Yeah, the pendulum. Yeah. Um, and finally, this episode's theme riff, so the theme riff, would later be reused for a movie I've never heard of, but that stars Billy Crystal and Robin Williams. It came out in 1997, and it's called Father's Day. And the theme... Well, they reused the... Yes, it's in the movie. And I'm like, how did I not know this? That's weird. And we know that if I was watching this movie, first of all, I didn't know it existed, but if I ever came across it, I'm like, Father's Day, where is this? And watched it. If I heard... I would be like, what is happening right now? Why is the... Batman theme. Yeah, yeah. It's like me when I went to the Tottenham game and it was playing. I was like, is Darth Maul going to come out and play fucking like left wing? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be be amazing. (laughs) And then what Sidious is coaching? Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Get in. (laughs) Get in. Back in the day. So this is also, it's got to be the only Batman theme to have like just a regular drum kit playing a beat in the background of it. Right. Like the yeah. only song in the show where it's just like in the background. Yeah. I really love, I really dig the music. Do you like the music in this episode? I, I, yeah, I do. I do. very much. It, so. I mean, it gets stuck in your fucking head. It does. Yeah. I will, I will say that, um, the main theme is a bit repetitive, but you know what I love is that the Joker's theme is played on an accordion in this episode, like an old sea shanty, like yeah. the da, 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 yes. da, 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 da. I love that so much. Yeah. And the Elfman score makes an appearance again. The Danny oh, Elfman it? Batman I didn't theme. It this time. It's when Batman is chasing after the Joker um, down the conveyor belt and it kicks in the and I was like, oh shit, it's Batman. Like, love that. Um, so, what did you think of this episode then? I, uh, I loved it. I really did. I enjoyed it a lot. It just felt Batman to me, you know? Yeah. I love the, like, Joker, like, being in the submarine, like, putting makeup on or whatever he was doing or perfume or whatever it was, and he's listening to the radio and he goes, like, that's my cue. Like, I love Joker, like, especially, it's something I liked from the last Joker episode when he's just, like, he's using the news and, like, hysteria as, like, uh, a a late-night comedy show. Like, he's fucking... Um, uh, fuck me, my brain. Entertainment? No, it, it's like um, it's like old variety shows. Not Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. Like it's like an old Dean right. Martin show. Where he comes out and he's the host and everything like that. Like he did but, in Christmas with the Joker. Exactly, but not to the extent of actually coming out on the TV and stuff. But like he's just using the world as like it's his, it's his stage, really. And, oh, and I like he, that. And he pretty much says that in this episode as well. Yeah. Um. And I love the two henchmen with, with the masks. And, and I love Captain Clown. Like, I still find that frightening today. But my favorite thing about this episode is Batman nearly dies hard so many times. <laughs> he does. Like, the way he got put into that little fucking pot to, and then Joker's stabbing it for air holes, which is just, it's like chef's kiss. So mm-hmm. good. Uh, and he's dodging that. Then gets chucked in the river. The only, I, I actually like that his only thought process was, the only way I'm going to escape this is I'm going to have to try and laser cut this without killing myself. And he was so like, lucky because he's like, look, I'm going to die anyway. Right. That's, that's yeah. what I was thinking in his head. Like 
I could lose a limb here. Fine. I just need to get out of this. I don't yeah. want to die. So I'll either kill myself or I won't. And he managed to get free from that. But you know what was another huge one? When he went down that pipe into the huge vat of fucking like fire yeah. and he's holding on and then the garbage comes. I was in my head. I was like, how are you going to get out of this one, Batman? And he doesn't. <laughs> it just hits him. Like the, all the garbage hits him. And then he shoots his fucking batarang or whatever he has. But I was like, damn. And he swung over at like the fire and everything. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Joker had some very well-placed ropes throughout this factory <laughs> because he always swung to safety. Joker could have killed Batman easily when he was in that plank thing. He could just stab swords all through it. But I mean, yeah. I like that he doesn't want to do that. He's like, try and get out of this one, motherfucker. Right? Yeah. Like, I love that. Yeah. The animation was a bit clanky at times. It was a bit odd. I felt like there's definitely some scenes that didn't feel like the typical animation of this show. Um, Batman moves a lot like Spider-Man at points during fights. Like he does a lot of crouching and jumping and he's like, kind of like more of like a Spider-Man pose. I've seen. I guess that's true. But um, I, tell you what, I tell you what else I really liked was um, just the build up to him going to the joke. Like uh, I, Alfred having the laughing gas hitting him was just, I, I love that so much. And then the back computer being like, Overexposure will lead to permanent psychosis. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, and when that happens, when that happens, he puts down his like because he's doing a blowtorch thing. And I thought maybe Batman didn't hear it because the mm. computer clearly says, "Yeah, long exposure will cause permanent insanity." And he's like, "Alfred, can you bring down the hex key?" And I'm like, "How about Alfred get down here now because there's a toxic gas out that's going to kill us yeah. both or make us go crazy." Absolutely. Anyway, sorry. Uh, the episode also has two very good bookends of "I Drew You a Bath," which is one of my favorite things from the show. This mm. whole animated series. And then him saying, I'll take it out of your wages, April Fool's. Like, that's great. That's and great. I love two, that. Yeah. Very good bookmarks. I mean, Joker doing shit on April Fool's Day. That's classic. Like, that's so good. Like, I love that. And um, I, I love how he says this will give those April Fool's a lot more smiles per mm. gallon. Like, there's quite a few cheesy lines in this show. There's, uh, this is what I call a sidewalk sale. The only things gaining an hour are the laughing stocks. I thought that was pretty good. I mean, there was lots of dad yeah, jokes. Yeah, no, I liked that with the yeah. stocks. But the grilled cheese sandwich is yeah. too much. Uh, cut the clowning joker like uh, batman says that at one point or service with a smile which didn't make any sense either why joker would say that um i think that was that's an old saying yeah but it's weird that like that's that's a restaurant term so it's weird that he was like throwing a playing card no i thought it was weird i noticed the joker's goons mask looked a lot like the mask from the bank robbery heist in the dark knight yeah which uh, odes to the 66 66 show yeah yeah did you see, I, I even took a picture, that Wayne Manor has two spires that look like bat ears? Oh, no. I didn't look at this. That. that looks like Batman's cow. Do you see what I'm talking about? Yeah, right yeah, yeah. I see what you're talking about. Speaking uh, of Batman's cow, I love when fucking Joker like, is looking around on the, the submarine like eye scope, and then he's just like passes Batman. He's like, oh, what? And goes back to Batman. <laughs> Batman like headbutts it, and it like, rip, like rumbles all the way down it to hit Joker. He must have hit that so hard to make a periscope ricochet that much. I thought I was like, wow, that's a punch. 
Um, now, there's a lot of funny sequences when Batman's taking a shower at the beginning of this episode, or Bruce Wayne's taking a shower. <laughs> well, when he's Bruce, listening to the radio and he's looking around like, huh? what? He, what? Yeah, what? Oh, they, what? They held that shot for so long, and they were giving him every expression. It looked like someone was sucking his dick, because he was like, oh, yeah. he was just <laughs> reacting the weirdest <laughs> yeah. ways. Like someone was really <laughs> no, going no. Were you not, uh, and they keep <laughs> on sucking. Keep sucking. <laughs> <laughs> um... And what's that would weird, be a good gift for that. That would be good. And what's weird is Alfred turns away after he gives Bruce his bathrobe. So I was like, oh, he's turning away because he doesn't want to see him naked. But Bruce comes out of the shower butt-fucking naked and smiles at Alfred and makes eye contact with him <laughs> before he's given yeah, the bathrobe. I know, but I'm like, what? Alfred, why are you turning around? You've just seen his fucking... his Some respect. You've just seen his bat belt clear as day. Um... Bad belt wasn't the best comparison, but <laughs> he yeah, was better hanging it. Ah, oh, that wasn't good either. Um, I love speaking of batarangs. The there's Batman like uh, ninja stars in this episode. There are, yeah. I was going to say those are a cool little weapon that we mm. don't see a lot. Um, did you see the Joker's goons had green and purple scuba gear? I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. I really like that extra touch. Uh, what do you think of Joker's look in this episode with the fishbowl helmet? Love it. Yeah, I think it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's cool. Um, let's see. Uh, we always got, love Joker in a little outfit. We've got uh, Batman Insanely Lucky, as we've said. Yeah, Joker in a little outfit is fun. Um, okay, here's, yeah, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. So near the end, when Joker's on the conveyor belt, he's sitting on top of the crushed Captain Clown. Yeah. And what I love is he's just cross-legged. He's smiling ear to ear, evil as fuck. And he's not moving. It's like he's a porcelain doll or mm-hmm. something. He's just he's just literally like smiling like a maniac. Like he's been gassed or he's been like shut down like a robot. And he's just waiting for Batman to come mm-hmm. to be activated again. And I just love how he was just like, okay, whilst I wait for Batman, I'm just going to sit here smiling like a maniac and not move a muscle. Really freaky. I thought that was really well done. I like that a lot. Um, I like it a lot. Batman uh, definitely got roasted on his butt when he was going over those flames. Yeah, but I really thought that was cool, though. Like, he's, so, again, so close to being killed many times. Yeah. Many and, times. And you're right. You know, like, the Joker in this, he definitely has great moments. Like, when he's going down that tube face first, and he's, like, resting his his chin on his arms, and he's, like, kicking his feet like he's having mm. such a nice time. Um there's a there's a scene in this episode that lives rent free in my head, which is Batman leaning on his one arm over the railing when uh, he's like, "You wouldn't mm-hmm. let me fry, would you?" Yeah. And he just kind of gives this cute little head the tilt. Batman, <laughs> which we use in the show, don't we? We do for uh, "Love That Batman," which we could do right now. You want to? Okay, let's do "Love That Batman." Love that. All right, so for any listeners that don't know, every time we watch an episode, because Batman is so cool and he does so many cool things in the show, we thought each episode we're going to pick our favorite Batman moment. So what is your love that Batman moment for this episode? It's really quick and subtle, but it's Joker and his henchmen think that Batman's dead, long gone and dead. Batman comes and then he just he's there. And he's standing there like a fucking statue with a gas mask on, and the wind blows his cape from one side to the other. That's, That's mine. it. But it's um, I'm like I was so I was like, 
that's our Batman. Yep. Love that Batman. That was mine too. I'm glad we got the same one. I love that. Yeah, just the way he's just like, when Joker turns around, he's like, what are you fools? And then he goes, Batman! Like, yeah. I can't believe you're here. And you hear, dun, 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 as the that, cape blows the open. Cape, the wind on the cape is great. Like, he could have just been a, a still image there and like a pan up yeah. to him or something but nope they had well, the extra mile with the wind blowing yeah and the gas mask on too like he's ready for the fight still i love that yeah that was like one of the things as a kid i loved about batman is when you think you've defeated him and he would just show up and they would be like how are you still alive and he's just you're still living <laughs> that's the second episode you've quoted that in <laughs> um so yeah uh towards the end Almost bruce lost my there. <laughs> towards the end batman pulls the joker up from the flames and the joker's sitting there on the on the the side like whatever you want to call it like the the walkway i guess over the flames and batman's oh. catwalk thank you and batman's just standing there and then they cut to wayne manor and i just had a little thought to myself where i'm like what went on between batman and joker after that because he obviously had to take him to Arkham, yeah? Because they stand there, Batman's standing there, Joker's sitting there, and there's like a moment of silence before they cut. And I'm like, so what does Batman do in that situation after that? Is he just like, all right, well, this has been fun, but put your hands behind your back and put the cuffs on. And then they've got to leave the factory. They've got to get in the Batboat. No, I think he knocks them out, right? Or he you ties up. Ties up his mouth and everything like that. So that would be Batman. So he's, Ga- he's gags him. Because you've got to get in the I'm into that type of stuff. But also, like, you got to drag Joker I like out. to bind. I like to be bound. <laughs> bat bound. Um, <laughs> it's got to be funny? bat everything. Bat bound. Um, yeah, he's got to drag him out of the factory, put him in the bat boat, go to Arkham. Yeah, it's the admin of the job, isn't it? I know. You never see it. The only time you've ever seen it is in the Arkham Asylum video game when that's the opener, which is Joker's in the Batmobile and he's just like talking to himself like a maniac and Batman's quiet the whole time. So I thought maybe that would be something like that. There you go. Um, Make a good little Batman stories. How he gets like Joker from point A to point B. Yeah, every time he catches him. Yeah, I like that. Uh, And then at the end, we got Bruce uh, giving Alfred some April Fool's joke by repayment of the broken vase, which is a great way to end it. And that is the end of the episode. So would you say that you enjoyed this episode more than the man bat? Or would you still say the man bat is the best one so far? I say that I would. I think the, the man bat is beautiful. It's classy. It's cinema. Yes. Where I just, I had more fun watching this. Okay, because there was nostalgia, I, and I love the score and the fit, and it just the and you know Joker's like my favorite character of all time. So just just like I, I was very much into it, um, but I would say that the Man Bat is a better made episode for sure. I agree. I think On the Other Wings is still my favorite so far, but this is a very close second. I really enjoyed this and nostalgia. It reminded I watched this episode a lot as a kid. It reminded me of being a kid. It reminded us being in New Jersey in the basement watching this on our TV. Like mm-hmm. it had a lot of memories. So it was really great to watch it again. Next up, our episode to watch is Pretty Poison, which is the premiere episode of Poison Ivy, which will be exciting I to watch. I haven't seen that in like 10, 15 years. Um, I think it's a good one, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. All right, we'll go to our next segment, which is Riddle Me This, William. Focus! 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 But you'll still have to answer the riddle. 
I can't believe it's luck. Oh, darn. Now there's a riddle for you. A lucky guess, that's all. Now, now, no sore losers. <laughs> so, for this series of questions, what I do is I ask my brother a number of questions based on this episode to see if he's paying attention. And just like the Riddler, I'm going to see how many he gets right, and if he gets them all wrong, then he dies. But if he gets them right, then he gets to live. All right, question one. All of them? Riddle me this, William. Where does Joker dock his boat? I started with the Gotham harbor. Gotham Bay. Gotham Harbor. Uh, it's outside of a waste disposal plant and the particular... So it's blank waste disposal plant. And I picked it because the first word in this name has something to do with the Joker. Blank waste disposal plant. Napiers? No, it begins with an A. I mean, it's from the comics. This is taking too long. I'm going to I'm going to give you five, four, three, two, one. I'm sorry you don't win. Uh, <laughs> die. The, you die. The answer to this is ace waste disposal. Oh, God's sake. <laughs> what a dumbass. Question two. Riddle me this, William. What is Batman going to melt like, according to Joker? Like a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> Correct. Question three. Riddle me this, William. What does Batman say to Joker at the end when cornering him that Joker comments on as Batman making a joke? So what is the joke that oh. Batman makes? Did we already say it? No, we did not. Because Joker says the service with a smile. Yeah. And he and then says, "Batman catches it, and oh, the only thing you'll be servicing is my ass, <laughs> <laughs> which has just been roasted by the flames, so it's extra tasty." Uh, I don't know. I don't know. He says, "Clean up your act, Joker." That's right. We have said that already. We have. Have said we? That. Okay, clean up your act. Obviously, referencing the garbage, which is yeah. in this episode. And act isn't because he's obviously a comedian. Yep. Question four, riddle me this, William. Where is the vase that Alfred broke from, and how much is it worth? It's from the Ming Dynasty. Yes. And it's priceless. And it's priceless. There you go. That's yeah. how much it's worth. Well done. Correct. And then a bonus question for you that is worth five points. Okay. So, you, you, so I might be able to live. So you might be able to live. It's a difficult one, but I was wondering if, because I've never noticed this. Wait, you're the Riddler. You should be speaking like John Lennon, actually. <laughs> no, I can't do that. be this will I am. At the start of this episode, when Bruce mm. is in in the shower, he's listening to the radio. Yeah. The news reports that traffic is at a standstill in Gotham after a trailer full of what has overturned. That's causing. Uh, my hint would be. Um, hmm. Let's see. I would say chicken. Chicken. <laughs> Is the answer chicken? No, it's not chicken. Um, trailer full of chicken. I'm going to do a countdown soon because of that hint. Something to do with KFC. chicken. No, why would a trailer full of KFC cause traffic at its death? Everyone's like, oh, free chicken. Oh, my yeah, God. Well, it would, wouldn't it? <laughs> It's your literal dream. <laughs> I came to see the other day. It was very nice. Um, 
in five, four, three, two, one. I need a final answer, please. Feathers. Incorrect. It is eggs. Eggs! I'm so stupid! (laughs) What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm so fat. I was just thinking... You know what? Eggs is also part of food as well. Yes, you can eat eggs. Eggs, though, because they give me the trats. <laughs> All right, and that is the end. I'm afraid you die, sir. So uh, please hand over your life as soon as Bad possible. We'll <laughs> I get back to you on that one. Uh, all right and our final category of the day is what you're doing with your life we talk about what we're watching what we're reading what we're soaking up for podcasts listening to what is what gets your entertainment boat uh a rowing still on the vinyl record train listening to a bunch of vinyl enjoying yep. that um i'm slowly trying to i'm trying to collect all the grateful dead studio albums so i'm putting that together which has been exciting uh winning you know cheeky ebay stuff and getting it low and also, I've been collecting my video game collection, but I've been selling off, like I've been buying in bulk and selling off the stuff I don't want to keep and the stuff I do. And this past week, I finally made profit on it. So, Ka-ching! You know, I, I, you know, I saw that I put in over like nearly 700 pounds into buying video games, but I've made 760 quid. So, that's me clapping. That's me clapping my ass cheeks uh, together. It's great. I'm looking, I've got like a, a wave bird for the GameCube. And if you know what that is, baby, you know that's not cheap. It's one of those wireless controllers for the GameCube. Oh, tons shit. of games, tons of consoles and stuff, and it's all sitting there fucking for free. So I'm trying to do the same thing with my vinyl. I'm trying to flip some vinyl and and get it because I have many hobbies nowadays, and I just want them to not cost me anything. It's mm, a good way to do it. I like it. Um, anything else? We can talk about The Last of Us because we both yes. just watched that. Uh, what did you think about the first episode of The Last of Us? And for those that have not watched it yet, I understand because it's only just come out. Um, best not just listen to this the, yeah just end the episode here thanks for watching okay bye well, now we're gonna talk about the last of us <laughs> yeah uh, i very much enjoyed it the the opening scene is incredibly similar to the game so because i was like there's the the hope they don't change much because that is one of the most powerful opening scenes of a game ever right um they did change a few things what like did they was- change because so I, i've okay. never played the games and i don't know anything about this show so i'm happy to learn about it when i watch the show but his the first episodes come out tell me what happens his daughter you don't see her like have a whole full day it, the the game starts where she is sleeping in bed and joel's supposed to be working a late shift right right but you do get the exposition that she's fixed his watch and stuff for his birthday etc okay uh but i kind of liked it in the show they extended that a bit because it's you know you got to feel for this character more because yes. the game starts like you you play as joel's daughter and shit's pretty much starts going down immediately so okay. there's never any neighbor like old lady neighbor but i love the old lady that neighbor. was amazing sort of coming a mile away though right but like yeah well you see she when she's pushing in the background oh, like that dude and she was out and of the focus. dog yeah and the dog oh and when she was out of focus the whole time yeah. i was just like oh no oh and she's like bah, 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 and just yeah. making these faces quietly oh the, the game the game never starts with people explaining the the fungus thing, but I thought it worked very well in this show. Plus, it was very Chernobyl of the creators to do that. Yes, right? that's what I really liked. They were just so concise with it, and the way they did it on that 60s talk show, I was it like... It was very good. And did you see that that was the dude from The Mummy? That's the brother that's like... 
of um, Rachel, whatever her name. I can't remember her name, but he's he's a main actor in this the Mummy series. Well, I recognize the TV host because I just watched him on the show Silicon Valley as a character called Big Head. Oh, okay. Who, who was very funny in that? So it was weird to see him in this role. But um, so uh, instead of the, her going to the neighbors or anything, a zombie smashes through their sliding door, and she gets a call from a Tommy um being like what her uncle her uncle being like get you need to fucking be safe like shit's going down essentially all of it pretty much plays out the same way a zombie comes for her and she's protected by joel now the best thing was is that in the car it was nearly shot for shot which i loved like the only the stupidest change though they did was they drive past the burning um barn mm. and in the show they're like that's jimmy's place but in the in the game it's like that's like Gary's place or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> who the fuck was like, change that? Like, that was so stupid to me. Like, it's Jimmy's place now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, th- that whole opening scene, the only thing they changed was, which was good. They knew their fan base. When they're driving in the town, they do a quick turn and a car nearly hits them. And in the game, that's how they flip over. Right. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, and then suddenly the airplane crashes and, and like the thing. Which gets- was, when I saw that, I was, we, both me and my girlfriend were like, oh my God, when that yeah. plane comes cool. down. And that's a fine change, you know, like I'm yeah. totally cool with that. But like the people running in the streets, the way the town looks, the events that they go through of like the blockades and all that stuff, it's exactly from the games, which is awesome. I thought that that whole escape sequence was amazing. I thought it was so well shot, so well choreographed. And when that soldier meets them, I'm because I kn- I knew Yeah, that's straight from the games one. And I, I and I knew that she that the daughter was bound to die because I know that the girl that he looks after, I know what she looks like from the trailers and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well that's not her. So she's bound to, to die. But as you said, in the games, it starts off with just the zombie apocalypse pretty much. And you're playing as her. So I guess you get a feel for her because you're playing however many minutes as you her. You played the whole intro as her. So, okay. That's, that's an important connection for you as a, as a game player to once that character dies, you're like, Oh, I've been playing as this character for a while, but in a show, I I think, they made them have more backstory so you could really totally feel fine. for that loss for Joel when he's like, I've just lost my daughter. Because she's clearly the one holding that whole family apart, right? Before, before the show started, um, both my wife and I, who's, my wife is also a big fan of the game. We watched all, all the games together. It's like a bonding thing for us. Um, we both said... What I think is going to happen is they're going to extend the intro a little bit. They're going to cut down on the second act where they have to go on their adventure and meet Ellie. And then it's going to end with them finding out that she is immune. And that's exactly what they did. So I was like, oh, great. Okay. Because the, to get stuff going, I will, I do feel bad for people that don't really know the full exposition of everything because they suddenly chuck you in the world where they're like, there's fireflies and it's post. And this day and the other Tommy's on a mission somewhere else. We need to get like uh, this thing for a car and all the stuff. And uh, there's this girl and she, she may or may not have been bitten and all the stuff. Like it was, there was, it was a lot of explanation crammed in too quickly. I felt, and it, I did at one point think, 
I, I dipped a bit where I was like, okay, you're starting to lose me. And my girlfriend was like, what's a firefly? Like trying to sound intrigued, but also like, they do eventually, really? they do eventually explain it. Yeah, they do. But yeah, I guess they're the rebellion against like the more, yeah, the, the most established place. And I like how they like have an established place. They're like a city and they have a currency and they have jobs and they have all of these things. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is cool. I have not, not seen much of this in anything done but in zombies before. Do you know what they skipped out on is, uh, it starts in the, in the games. Uh, Joe's essentially, I mean, Joel's essentially like a smuggler mm. and you like they, and they, the way they sneak into going into the real world is really cool through all these different, like behind bookshelves and all the stuff. And they didn't really do, they just suddenly were in the sewers in this, which I was like, yeah. oh, that's fucking lame. Well, but I that, guess they snuck into that guy's house though, in a sneaky way. Yeah. But, um, with, uh, with that whole Robert thing and the, uh, engine, that's the first mission of the game. You go and find Robert with what, the battery. So yeah, with the battery. So them now just changing it where it's like, he's dead. And here's Ellie makes sense to me because it's like, that's why I was like, how the fuck are they going to like, it, it doesn't as a game that moves fine. Yeah. But as a show, it doesn't. So I was, I was happy that they skipped straight to Ellie and we're going immediately into the big plot of the show. I'm not infected. I've been bitten. Um, even though it's showing that I'm infected, but look, I'm a okay. Yeah. I'm and and they're smuggling, they're smuggling her. Oops. I just hit my microphone. What's so interesting as well is that when they, first of all, I was heartbroken when that little boy shows up and they scan his neck and it's just red and you don't yeah, know that wasn't red- in the game. You don't, but I thought it was really beautifully done as a it way was. to establish this society where it's like, and the machine for when we use it later on. Yeah, and it's yeah, exactly. So red means obviously that they're infected, but you don't know that when you they scan the boy and the way she's like, after we do all these tests, we're gonna go mm. get your favorite thing to eat. And I was like, and then they just oh, shoot no, him. With obviously, he's like, gonna you know, die. Yeah, and then they whatever yeah, whatever it is, exactly. So to me, I was like, that's how they they do that. You know, it's like we can't have anyone infected, but we're going to ease their passing. You know, as I like we his have kids. to do it. He's uh, yeah, I know. Well, that's how you identify his dead body, right? When you well, see him yeah, later, they pulled on. a Jojo Rabbit, didn't they? They did, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I, th- I thought that was very like it was like a veterinarian, right? Like, oh, it's okay. Like you're an animal that's sick and everything. Oh, there's no hope for this animal. Okay, well, I'm going to ease your passing before I put you out of your misery, essentially. But look, I can't wait for what's to come. Like, there's you you don't even know about the types of zombies there are bud no i know i'm uh, like there was a hint with that person on the wall when they yeah. go in the basement and i'm like whoa what happened there that's fucked and so a lot of the, this game is all about suspense and when i when you think of chernobyl they did suspense extremely well yeah so there's a lot of sneaking around like i, I said to my wife here like i can't wait for pedro pascal to throw a brick or a, a, a like a empty bottle to distract somebody i'm like they better fucking do that shit because that's a part of the law of the show but i will give if as a fan of the game it looks exactly like the game it feels like the game the characters feel incredibly like the characters they do they're doing a great job and i was nervous because they said to the uh the ellie actor oh don't even look at the games just read the script like don't pay basically don't pay attention to the source material which is a scary thing to hear but then i watched this episode and it was practically 80 percent exactly like the game except for changing a few things yeah that's what i read and the things they changed was what I would have done. So I'm very happy with it. Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big fan of the show and someone that's never played the games. I'm super excited to have a show that not only is a the new zombie show. Zombies are coming, zombies know, are coming but not only is a new zombie show, but also just like a really cool new world for me to explore and be a part mm-hmm. of. That 
uh, yeah, I'm I'm super pumped for it. So I'm a big fan of the show. Um, all right, was there anything else you want to add before we jet off? Just quickly, go to speechcomics.com, sign up for my newsletter, and you'll get a preview package of the first five pages of my book, Outbreaks, which I'll be launching on Kickstarter March 1st. Amazing. Go check it out now. And if you want to support me, go check out at Chef Alex Robson on YouTube or TikTok or any other social media to see what I'm doing, which has a lot to do with comic book characters and cooking. So I combine two things I love. So go check it out now. All right, well, that's all the time we've got for this week. Join us next time where we'll continue talking all things Batman, the animated series. Until then, I've been Alex Robson. I've been Will Robson. And remember that we are vengeance, we are the night, we are a podcast. We are grilled cheese sandwiches. Doodles! Doodles! Took you long enough, Jesus. Who's half an hour late? You, because oh, you've been taking bro. so long. Bro, I forgot to shower and watch the episode, dude. I'm sorry. I didn't forget. Bro. I lost track of time as I was I was busy working and doing things. That's fair. I know. I took I it was a totally legit reason. I wasn't mad. Looks I was like, like you haven't done it before yourself. Good no. sir. I know there's been plenty of days where I'm like, let's just not pod today. <laughs> you did that, I think, for a record like two weeks in a row. Like, yeah. Every day, like, not today. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't know. Just wasn't, I wasn't in the podcasting mood. Well, I'm ready to podcast twice a week now, really. Twice a week? I'm ready to be a content machine, baby. I'm going to start streaming. I'm going to start podcasting. Oh, get well. these motherfuckers to give me some goddamn money. <laughs> <laughs> Pay me! Pay me for this entertainment! (laughs) (laughs) You, listening right now, give us money. I'm going to start charging you, brother. What, for your time? You're like, oh, every time I talk about it, it makes me laugh. I'm like, yep, that's great. Well, there's a subscription fee. (laughs) And you have been a subscriber now for 32 years. So (laughs) that's quite the backlog. Well, no, you couldn't talk for like the first three years, so... I find 29 year subscription. <laughs> you know, I was hilarious as a toddler. Yeah, the moment you open your mouth. <laughs> First word, oh. bat- Batman. I'm like, I love you. Yeah. Yours was shower. And mine was shower. There we go. Well, I drew you a bath, sir. You must be pretty fucked up that my first word is Batman and yours is shower, because it's such <laughs> a better word as someone's first and word. And you love a shower. I do love showers, yeah. I mean, I like a shower too. Well, who but... doesn't like a shower? I know, but you're like, oh, I stay in there for a while, bud. You're just yeah. washing all the crevices. You take your time in there. When I was a kid, I used to like just like stand for like 20 minutes and let the water just hit me. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> now I grew up and realized how expensive it is to let that's water like, run. That's like a that's a line out of like a film noir or something like I stand in the shower and let the water hit me for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even I don't even realize it's gone cold until the icy feeling runs through my veins. Well, I just remember the parent shower when we lived in America. Like it was such a good shower because I we were little, like I was a child. So like a full on American, like I'm used to a British shower, and then you go move to America as a tiny person, and you're like, oh yeah, (laughs) drain me. (laughs) It doesn't drain you. (laughs) Now, was the shower huge, or was I just a child? Because I remember it being like a, a, a. Twice as big as a You're regular. You're talking about our second home where you had no, your own. first home, ensuite, 
the shower with the glass door, you open it, you walk into oh, the yeah, shower. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But then there's, like, a whole extra space for, like, shower as well. Because I used to shower, like, with our dad and stuff like that, which is normal, everybody. I was a <laughs> child. <laughs> Batman, Batman, penis, shower. <laughs> That's knob. You're making it really less normal by only talking about my that dad. big fat daddy knob. <laughs> Mushroom, daddy dick. Messages. <laughs> um, that shower was not that big. No. Only <laughs> <laughs> made me spit out my tea. I love that you actually put a pin on that conversation. And to wrap it all up. That shower was tiny. It was tiny. Um, your one in the second house where you had your own little ensuite, we both did. My shower, so lucky. My shower, my ensuite sucked. Do you remember that tiny little fucking narrow pink tiled thing? Well, you didn't it, have an ensuite. You just had a shower. Well, we were so lucky. Like we, fuck owned- yeah, I had an ensuite. I had a shower and a fucking no, no, toilet. Ensuite means it's attached to your bedroom. You, wait, whole- you had an apartment. You had a living room <laughs> with a kitchen. <laughs> A bathroom and yeah. a bedroom. That's true. It was a mini apartment. Yeah, that's true. That was a shitty shower, though. I used to go in yours. Fucking Ama- Amer- oh, I miss America. You know, I, know. I fucking miss a basement. Yeah, like, me too. If I had a basement in my house currently, oh my God, it'd be a snooker table and dartboard and loads of fun shit. Yeah. No, I just have a shitty connected garage that's full <laughs> of spiders. That, <laughs> that one spider we saw recently was like was a black huge. window. It was huge. I was like, this thing looks like it came over on the fucking fruit baskets. Mm. It was scary. Anyway, should we start this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go.